0: ...to do so, and all living things flee from their path. They came for Allison Beck. Dr. Beck was 60 and had been performing abortions since 1974, in the immediate aftermath of Roe v. Wade— As a young woman, she had become involved in Planned Parenthood, following the rubella epidemic of the early 1960s, when thousands of American women delivered babies with serious birth defects. She had progressed to outspoken membership of NOW and the National Association for the Repeal of Abortion Laws before the changes for which they fought enabled her to establish her own clinic in Minneapolis. Since then— She had defied Joseph Scheidler's pro life action network, his sidewalk counselors and bullhorn mafia, and had stood head to head with Randall Terry when Operation Rescue tried to blockade her clinic in 1989. She had fought against the Hyde Amendment of 76, which cut off Medicaid funding for abortions, and had cried when the anti abortionist C. Everett Koop became U.S. Surgeon General. On three separate occasions, butyric acid had been injected into the clinic walls by anti-abortion activists, forcing it to close its doors for days until the fumes had dispersed. The tires on her car had been slashed more times than she could count, and only the toughened glass on the clinic window had prevented an incendiary device housed in a fire extinguisher from burning the building to the ground. But in recent years, the strain of her profession had begun to tell, and she now looked much older than her years. In almost three decades, she had enjoyed the company of only a handful of men. David had been the first, and she had married him and loved him, but David was gone now. She had held him as he died, and she still kept the shirt he had worn on that day the blood stains, like the shadows of dark clouds floating across its once pristine whiteness. The men who followed offered many excuses for departing, but in the end, all the excuses could be distilled down to one simple essence—fear. Alison Beck was a marked woman. She lived each day in the knowledge that there were those who would rather see her dead than have her continue her work and few men were willing to stand beside such a woman. She knew the statistics off by heart. There had been 27 cases of extreme violence against American abortion clinics in the previous year, and two doctors had died. Seven abortion doctors and assistants had been killed in the preceding five years, and many others injured in bombings and shootings. She knew all of this because she had spent over twenty years documenting the incidences of violence, tracing common factors, establishing connections. It was the only way that she could cope with the loss of David, the only means she had of making sure that some small good might arise from the ashes of his death. Her research had been used to support the abortion providers' successful invocation of the RICO anti-racketeering laws in their fight against their opponents— alleging a nationwide conspiracy to close down clinics. It had been a hard-won victory. But slowly, another, more indistinct pattern had begun to emerge. Names recurring and echoing down the canyons of the years, figures half-glimpsed in the shadows of violent acts. The convergences were visible in barely half a dozen cases, but they were there. She was certain of it, and the others seemed to agree. Together, they were drawing closer and closer to the truth. But that brought with it its own dangers. Allison Beck had an alarm system in her home, linked directly to a private security firm, and two armed guards were always on duty at the clinic. In her bedroom closet was an American body armor bulletproof vest, which she wore while traveling to and from the clinic despite the discomfort involved. Its twin hung on a steel rail in her consulting room. She drove a red Porsche Boxster, her only true indulgence. She collected speeding tickets the way other people collected stamps. Allison was a conservative dresser. She typically wore a jacket, unbuttoned, which hung to mid-thigh level. Beneath the jacket, she wore pants with either a brown...